But if we know how to move through pain, if we know how to take care of me so that when I'm being stretched, I can actually see the growth, take the steps that I need to take, but I'm taking care of me in the process. That's when we're going to start to see those increased results in our life. Hey there, and welcome to Motivational Moments with Michelle. My name is Michelle Neustetter, and I'm really glad that you are joining me here today. Today's conversation is a continuation of my conversation with Troy Reeves. We started talking about the laws of growth. We've already talked about capacity, the law of awareness. We've talked about the law of the inner circle, expansion. And today we're going to walk you through the law of intentionality, the law of consistency, the law of pain, and the law of the rubber band. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. It's my goal to help you to start to develop some strategic action plans in your life so that you can really get unstuck or, you know, just create the life that you dream. And remember, it really helps me if you'll subscribe. I'd love you to leave a review. You know, let me know any of your thoughts, any of your questions. I just want to know how to serve you best. And so if you're enjoying this, definitely share. Tag us on uh, social media too at Extreme Excellence. Only one E in the middle there though. So let's just jump right back in and rejoin the conversation as we explore the laws of growth. Well, now you've opened up the can of worms on another law. It's the law of consistency. Disclaimer, this is one of the most boring things we may ever talk about, but it's a key. And everybody needs to pay attention to this one because like Michelle's talking about with motivation, if any of you struggle with motivation, just like Michelle was talking about with that quote, I mean, there's the pain of discipline. There's the pain of regret. What we're going to talk about right now is this law of consistency. And what this one basically tells people is motivation only gets us going. It's discipline that keeps us growing. So the difference lies between motivation and discipline. How do we build motivation. For those of you that are hearing this message going, we're just supposed to do it unmotivated. Yeah, that's a part of it. That's that intentionality. This is do it anyways, live anyways, love anyways. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, guess what? There's something in psychology that we call cognitive distortions. One of them that gets very little limelight is called emotional reasoning. And it says, my feelings are my facts. That's the biggest lie that we believe. Our feelings aren't facts, guys. They are feelings. They are information. They need to be felt. Absolutely. I am not trying to dismiss or minimize anybody's feelings, but it's simply not the facts. If I don't feel like going to the gym, but I go anyways, what happens? I get a result. If I don't feel like loving my partner, but I love anyways, I get a result. And then I start to change. And then I like those outcomes because I realize I can do things afraid. I can do things unmotivated, but it takes discipline. It takes consistency. So where motivation fails, we need a motive. And this would be where other big speakers like Simon Sinek, this is where we talk about why. This is where why becomes really valuable in this law. What is your why, guys? If you don't have a why that's compelling, you will not accomplish any what or any how. But if we find the right why, we can move beyond that need for motivation because now we find what drives motivation, and that is motive. If you find a motive, you will find motivation. What is our motive in a relationship? Is it just to not get divorced? That's low-hanging fruit. 
let's get a much higher desire. What is it you want? Do you want something passionate and vibrant? Do you want something that is fearless? Do you want something that anchors you through any kind of storm? Well, that's what you're going to have to pursue. And don't be afraid of getting it wrong. Lean into your partner. Make those decisions. Go beyond the lack of motivation and find a motive. When you find a why, you start to move. And it's the motive that drives the motivation. It's the discipline required that gives you that framework. Some of the successful people that I work with, they're unflawlessly disciplined. And that's what I've started seeing is they learn how to bookend their day. The successful people I know, they have a get up time and they have a go to bed time and they fall within those bookends. A pastor once taught me the activity will always expand to fill the allotted time. So if we're not putting parameters around our time, when are you getting up? When are you doing your personal growth? When are you doing your fitness? When are you tending to your soul care? When are you investing in your marriage and your kids? When are you investing in those around you? And then when are you decompressing? If you have no sense of any of that, don't get down on yourself. Don't get bitter, get better and figure out where's the opportunity for me to now add a layer of intentionality, look in, become more aware, develop the consistency that I need to bookend my own day and then start to get more disciplined. That's the pain up front that Jim Rowan's talking about. We pay the pain of discipline up front. You pay the pain of regret on the back end. You play now, pay later in that scenario. Otherwise, you pay now, you get discipline, and then you play later. You learn how to lead yourself. It gets easier, right? That's the thing, right? Like, so if we decide to do play now, problem with that is that the payment grows the longer we wait. Yeah, it comes with it. Harder. It gets harder and harder the longer we wait. So, you know, that's why sometimes people will go through like their whole life without making certain changes because they waited too long and they're like, I can't, I can't pay that price now. I can't do it now. I mean, it's never too late to start. Yep. But we have to recognize that in that need for discipline, if I just do the work, I mean, and how many people have either like, if any of you are parents out there, how many of you have ever said, just get this thing done and then you can have fun. Just unload the dishwasher and then you're free for the rest of the day. Just get your homework out of the way and then you're done, right? Like I'm sure we've all heard ourselves say something to that effect when we see somebody procrastinating and like getting frustrated and that kind of thing. And we're just like, just get it out of the way. And then you get to have fun. And I think that's true of like our growth process too. Like we need to put some of that discipline in now. Like, you know, yeah, it's tough. It's tough starting to go to the gym and getting yourself up or picking that time and actually showing up and doing the work. And at the beginning it's tough, but eventually you start to build some habits around that and it gets easier and easier. And then it becomes fun. And it's not this big deal anymore. It's just what you do. And you know, but because you were intentional and you were disciplined and consistent, consistent, right? We do this that every day or whatever it is that our schedule that we set up for ourselves and we do it 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 and we do it. And even when we don't feel like it, we do it anyway. Right. Eventually it builds in that habit. And I mean, I feel like habit out there becomes like a buzzword too. And people like think that they can build a habit very quickly, which is also not true. We have to be like that law of consistency, man, right? Like I've had some researchers say it takes anywhere from three to six weeks. So it's not just do something for a short period of time and suddenly you have a habit, 
but it still comes back to our why. If your why is not compelling enough, you may not be as consistent as you need to be. So how do we do this? And what actually what you're talking about now dovetails into another law really well, the law of pain. So talking about the gym, for instance, there's two laws in operation there. We're talking about, well, there's probably more. We're talking about the law of consistency, building routines, and we're talking about the law of pain, which basically tells us that the good management of bad circumstances equals growth. So what happens when things go wrong? How many of us check out instead of checking in deeper? How do we fail forward? How do each of us handle pain in our life? Does it shut us down? Are we living in comfort or are we trying to pursue growth? Pain is not comfortable and you don't grow when you're comfortable. So if we're pursuing comfort, we're probably not going to really like this law and we may not see how this law plays to our advantage because we're going to have to get uncomfortable. We're going to have to learn what are we supposed to do with pain? I don't wish pain on anybody, but I can promise you it's going to come. It'll hit us all in different ways. COVID has done it. Isolation has done it. People have lost jobs and health and loved ones. Pain is real. But what do we do with that pain? If you can handle bad circumstances in positive ways, you get the benefit of growth. But that doesn't happen accidentally. That, again, ties into intentionality. You have to be intentional. You have to be aware of where your pain points are. You have to have that discipline and that consistency in your life to weather those storms. And then when you face the law of pain, you're able to fail forward. You're able to say, you know what? This doesn't define me. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it sucks. But so what? My so what turns into a now what turns into a how? How do I get through this? That's so much more powerful than why is this happening to me? Wrong why question, guys. The why needs to be linked to a motive not a complaint. Why is this happening? Why did God? Why did they? Those are the wrong whys. If we can start to find a compelling why, if we can find a reason to go through pain, we're the ones that start to grow. Even it went back when we were talking about awareness and I had used the example of like not getting the results that we want in our life and not, you know, noticing that something's gone awry, that something's not the way we want it to be. That creates discomfort too, which is what shoves us into that. Okay. I need to figure something out here because it's not what I want, but that's a part of that becoming comfortable with discomfort too. Like is just knowing that when I recognize that, okay, have that detective mind again, right? Okay. I'm back in a place now where things are not the way I want them to be. What's that telling me? And I just wanted to go back to that, like, why for a second, because, and, you know, a lot of times people will say, but, you know, this is what my why is, and are still not taking action, which tells us, right, if we go into that detective mind, if I'm still not taking action, and this was my why, maybe that's not a good enough why, maybe that's not a strong enough why. So what really is it? What really is motivating me to want to change? Can I tell you a really quick story? Yeah. And for those listening, maybe this story will help us qualify our why, because you're bringing up something very, very important here. And that's what unlocked this story in my mind. So let me paint a scenario around why, and each of you will be able to see the difference in the why. Scenario number one, Michelle and I meet for coffee. I have a 30 foot board, one foot wide on the ground in the parking lot of Tim Hortons. And all I'm asking her to do is walk that board without touching the pavement. Will she try? Absolutely. What's the reward? A thousand dollars. 
All she needs to do is walk a 30 foot board. What's the why? Money, no risk. Scenario number two, I take that same board, one foot, 30 foot, same reward, $1,000. Now I put it on two skyscrapers, no safety gear. $1,000, Michelle, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> What's the why now? Safety, safety trumps money. Third scenario, I take that same board, same skyscrapers, same foot by 30 foot with a $1,000 reward, no safety gear. And now I put Michelle's family in the other building, it's on fire and they can't reach the only fire extinguisher that's outside that window. Before I even mention $1,000 to Michelle, what is she doing? She's finding a way across the board. What's the difference in all three scenarios? The why. Scenario one, the why was money. Two was safety. Three, love. Probably the most powerful motivator in the world. It is more powerful than fear, guys. Love conquers fear. So what would happen if you get a big why? If your why doesn't inspire you, get a bigger why. Right. Just like you said, from the three different things, right? One will have the strongest why it would still incur as much danger, pain, et cetera. You have to walk it with your eyes closed in a balancing beam. Like I fully expect some people to hug that board and shimmy across it or do whatever. But the point is they're willing to move. They're mm -hmm. willing to face fear because the why got big enough and it would take them way beyond personal safety or fear of failure. So when you find a compelling why, you will change, you will move. And that actually brings up one final law that I want to talk about is I always wear these rubber bands and it's because of the law of the rubber band. And we might also call it the law of tension. makes a rubber band useful. If I were to grab just another rubber band and I were to say, you know what, here's some hand lotion and some hand sanitizer. If I put this rubber band on this, is there any effect? No. The problem with this is it's not being stretched. If I take a rubber band and I stretch it and I put it under tension, which would be another way to describe this law, I can do things that I should not be able to do. This is technically impossible unless I'm being stretched. And that's part of what I want you to think of. And those of you listening, tension is a key to growth. How many times have I seen people that get complacent on a high level? They've hit their goal. They arrived. It's almost like we had this really good tension. It takes you to a certain level and then snap. We just let go of the tension and we're just kind of hanging here at a high level. I want people to be put back under some tension. In the beginning, when we're working with trauma and counseling and that side of things, my job is to lower tension, to get people to take a breather, refocus, repurpose, understand how to change their why. And then when they're in a growth mindset, what's the very next thing? I put them back under tension. 
kind of sucks until they realize, wait, that's what I need to grow because I don't want anybody floundering at any level. I want you to be able to get under tension again, set a goal and let that tension pull you in the direction that you want to go. And you can't do that without mastering the law of pain, without being more aware, without being intentional, without being consistent. So all of a sudden, this is why I use those six laws. I could summarize all six in one sentence. In order to grow, we need to be intentional, we need to be aware, and we need to be consistent in how we manage pain and tension in our lives, which ultimately increases our capacity for growth. So when you put all these things together, you see this beautiful picture of all six of those. How do I be intentional? How do I be more aware? How do I develop the routines and consistency that I need, the discipline required? How do I find a compelling why that gets me up in the morning, despite my pain, despite tension? And as I grow, I increase my capacity for even more growth. And that's the process that really starts to drive buy-in. And we start to reinforce those good behaviors because we're getting the results that we're looking for. And we've moved from that unconscious incompetence of, I don't know what I don't know. And now suddenly it's this consciously competent person, not arrogant, but this conscious competence that says, you know what? I know what I know. And now I can teach it. Now I can share it. Now I can live by it. I live my truth. And all of that was that awareness. And now we start to see change. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, like you said, like at the beginning, sometimes we have to like take some of the tension off because we have to learn that skill of how do I take care of me? How do I do good self-care so that we can put the tension back on and we know how to do it for ourselves? Just like you said about like bookending our day and being intentional, right? How we start our day is really important. How we finish our day is really important all of the, how we schedule our day is important and how we put in self-care through the day. And sometimes we have to learn that skill set first, you know, back in the very beginning stages of moving from that ignorance awareness, you know, that kind of piece, we have to like start to learn some of that skill of like, okay, so when I'm going through something that puts me into pain, stretch, how do I take care of me? in that so that I can actually move through that and get the growth out of it. Because if the stress is too high and we don't know how to take care of ourselves, we're going to wind up just like shutting off and closing off. We're not going to make change. We're not going to do those things that we need to do because we just shut off. But if we know how to move through pain, if we know how to take care of me so that when I'm being stretched, I can actually see the growth, take the steps that I need to take, but I'm taking care of me in the process that's when we're going to start to see those increased results in our life. That was amazing. Let us know your questions because that helps us too, to be able to answer some of those questions for you. We can, you know, add to this and make it into a little mini series if need be and answer questions. If there's like a, but how, how do I do that? Right. Because they do, they, and they all work together. Like you said, like, even if all they take is your one statement, your one sentence of how they all connect but they do all, they all connect, they all work together. And when we can kind of write what we said right at the beginning, wrap our head around what these principles mean for me, I can start that process of taking that first step. I can start that process of intentionally growing, increasing my awareness. Once I've figured out what that thing is, being consistent with whatever change it is that I need to make and allowing myself to stretch. One more step. 
<laughs> so then, yeah, then it's taking that next step. Cause like I said, like when we take a step, then we can see further and then we take another step and I can see further, but I have no idea what my capacity is. I have no idea what my potential is until I take a step. So the moral of today, take a step guys. Like the journey of a thousand, what is it? The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yeah. So don't be afraid of how many steps are required. The biggest thing is take a step. Don't Just be afraid of that. Take one. So <laughs> to everybody's next step, I hope this blesses people. I hope this challenges the way that you think. I hope it challenges some of the paradigms that you've been hanging on to, but don't be afraid to take a step. And yes, like Michelle said, if you have questions, reach out. That's what we're here for. We want to see people grow. That's why we're doing this. We're not charging for this. We're just having a discussion, two friends, two peers, trying to add value to those who are listening. So take it. Just because it's free, it doesn't mean it has no value. If you use this today, let it add value. Do something different. Be something different. Take one step. Thanks for joining me today, Troy. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. All right. So that's it. Those are six of the 15 laws of growth that will help you to start to change the trajectory of your life. Remember, growth is not accidental. You have to do it on purpose. Let's choose discipline over regret. And hey, I'd love to help you find your why. I know stretching sucks. It's painful. So let's do it together. Thanks for joining me again today. I do hope that this has added value to you. And I want you to remember you are amazing. So leave a review so I can know how to best serve you. I want to add value to you. Leave me your questions. It's the only way I can know what you're thinking into. You can follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and I also uh, put out quite a few uh, YouTube videos. So all the links that you need will be right in the description. All right. Thanks for joining again. See you next time.